0: responded uh, was able to arrive on scene earlier yesterday and meet with officers from the uh, Erie County Sheriff's Department and begin documenting basically the three accident sites we have and um, with a lot of support from from the Sheriff's Office we were able to secure all three sites Uh, met with those folks this morning and began working with them and the insurance recovery company um, to recover these wreckages Uh, they'll go to a secure facility in Delaware where we can look at them better once we get them all together rather than trying to drive from one site to another site to another site. Um, You know at this point basically uh, this is day two of an investigation that'll typically run six to twelve months and uh, we'll be documenting the uh, three areas basically the pilots the machine and the environment and by that I mean um, today here we're really just documenting the machines trying to capture any evidence that might get distorted when we move the wreckage. Um, In the coming days we'll be looking at the pilots uh, overall and recent experience with the machines, overall and recent maintenance. The environment, we'll be looking at the weather and radar data, Um, should have a preliminary report on our website within 10 days, that's ntsb.gov. And um, over the coming six months as we get more reports back from other agencies, radar reports from the FAA or autopsy and toxicology reports, which is pretty standard in, in, in any fatal aircraft accident, we'll compile a factual report That factual report actually goes to the the actual safety board, which is a five-member presidential appointee panel, and they issue the probable cause. Uh, At that point, it it becomes a final report. And that whole process is, again, about six to 12 months. Um, But I might be able to answer some early questions that you have. What does it look like primarily? What can you tell us? Um, I can tell you that we have, uh, uh, again, three accident sites. We've got uh, a Cessna 120, which is behind me, Um, a uh, Piper. Uh, PA 28140, more commonly referred to as a Cherokee that's in a field across the street from from us We did find in the cornfield a uh, the tail From the Cessna and about four feet of the left wing from the from the piper Um, So we we've documented those and we've removed those and we'll start document removing the uh, the Cessna after the media briefing and then the the piper so we hope to have them all recovered uh, by the end of the today Uh, the sheriff's department was able to get some witness statements, so we'll be using uh, witness statements and radar data.
1: Now, unfortunately, small plane crashes happen. Collisions, though, in, in my understanding, don't happen that often. Do you comment on
0: that? It's, I don't know the exact statistics. You could search on our website. It's, uh, we do several a year, um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it very common, but we do do a, a few a year. And that's pretty standard in a fatal accident, and a lot of times it, it, we're waiting on reports from from other agencies.
1: As far as the preliminary report is concerned, what can we expect in that report in ten
0: days? Usually, it's 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 what happened and where. There's really not a why. You know, a lot of it is just uh, fine-tuning what I told you here, the exact times and so forth.
1: How important will those eyewitness accounts be? Because what we heard from some of them is that uh, two planes were midair. One saw someone clip. One was lower than the other. How important is that going to be?
0: They're definitely one piece of the puzzle. What we'll probably try to do is match the witness statements with the impact marks on each of the wreckages. And, and so we have factual, factual evidence to compare with the witness statements. We're standing right in front of you know, one of the, the wreckage scenes here. What, what happens now? How long is this wreckage going to be here? Um, hopefully, like I said, the, the first scene's been cleared. Hopefully this wreckage will be cleared in about an hour. And then the piper. We, our goal is to have this out of here by the end of today.
1: Where do you take them? Where do you, where do, you do the research?
0: It's, it's under the insurance company. They'll actually store it for a year or two until any or all claims are settled. And so they've hired a company that specializes in aircraft recovery, and they have a big indoor facility that we can lay it out and, and further examine it, and that's in Delaware. Yesterday was such a
1: bright day. All right, that is the NTSB briefing us live out here in North Collins, right in front of one of the wreckage scenes here. And you heard this is going to take uh, 6 to 12 months for them to sort through. Randy, back to you.
0: Um, that's a good question. Where, if they were closer to Buffalo, if they were, if they were within Buffalo's airspace, they would have to be in radar and radio communication. Once you get a little farther from the bigger airports and you get into more rural areas, you're not required to be. Um, so they were operating legally. That wasn't like they were required to be in contact with any air traffic control. They were not, I guess basically the best answer to that question is, is they were not in contact with air traffic control and they were not required to be in contact with air traffic control.
1: That being said, were they on radar? Is there a- radar recording
0: of this? Yes, we do have a radar recording. That
1: being said, is it recommended that they communicate with air traffic control? No
0: well, they in what they do in, in smaller airports where there is no tower, in lieu of air traffic control, they'll have a common traffic advisory frequency where they'll be broadcasting their intentions, almost like a CB radio for, for cars um uh, that's a good question i'm uh, i always defer to local law enforcement to release the names which they're prepared to do now if uh, if there's no more airplane questions i'll just turn it over and i just again wanted to thank the uh, erie county sheriff's office it's it's logistically it's been very hard to maintain three accident sites so i'll i'll turn it did over they say about that, uh, oh sorry did they say anything as soon as the planes hit each other did they call in? Did they, did they say anything from other pilots that were on frequencies there was no distress call there was no distress call from these, these correct from from pilots from other pilots that were on that same frequency. There were no distress calls. Did we
1: know? Well, the, um,
0: the, the, there was no no communications received.
1: We're told that the crash happened in air. Do we know how high up they were when the crash occurred?
0: We'll be able to when we take a closer look at the radar data, we'll be able to tell that and we do have a time of the, the radar data ended at 923. So we have that's that's pretty close on the Is that time.
1: The moment of impact.
0: That would be when one of the when when the airplanes dropped off radar. So it might be a few seconds after impact, but we have 9:23 in the morning.
1: Is most of the wreckage from the um, Cessna buried over on Larkin Road.
0: Uh, right behind me, I would say is probably 80% of the Cessna, and uh, the only pieces that are, aren't here, like I said, is the tail of the Cessna and the left, the four feet of the left wing of the Piper.
1: And the tail of the Cessna you located on Larkin. That
0: I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the roads, so I don't know what Larkin okay. is, but in the this cornfield. Cool. Okay. Right. The, in the cornfield is the. is, is the, the
1: cornfield, you were speaking
0: of Lark. Okay, Lark. And then, okay. yeah, the tail and the the wing of the, the piper.
1: And the wing of the piper was found where? uh
0: About within 200 feet of the tail was four, the four feet outboard section of the left wing. Four foot. Outboard. Outboard, the wing tip, really. Okay. So,
1: so did both planes one? break apart and scatter, essentially?
0: Well, from those pieces are from both planes, obviously. Yeah, they're a different site. I still have to talk to some pilots. I believe it was a flight of six going to uh, an airport fly-in. I don't believe there was a pre-arranged, or at least at this point, I haven't heard of any pre-arranged plan to fly in formation. As, far as blind
1: spots on these
0: yeah. planes, can
1: you talk a little bit about what type of blind spots
0: are on these two aircraft? That's a good question. One's a high wing. The Cessna behind me is a high wing, so you would have trouble seeing above you. And the Piper's a low wing, so you would have trouble seeing below you. Do we know which at this point, we don't. You know, At this point, we're just still documenting the wreckages and recovering them.
1: The radar, does, is that going to ID the individual planes
0: as far as scale numbers and what their altitude is? It'll, yeah, it'll give us a um, an altitude and a time, yes.
1: The plane behind us, how many passengers were on board?
0: There was, and, and again, when you folks are ready for the names, I'll turn it over. There was one occupant on the plane behind us in the Cessna and two occupants in the Piper. And I'll uh, turn it over to Captain Savage. Thank you.